Welcome to Fear Less, an audio series designed to help you take action towards letting go of your eating disorder. My name is Jessica Flint, and I'll be your guide to helping you embody the recovered version of yourself. Like every human being ever to walk this planet, you and I are not immune to fear. It is biologically programmed into our brains. At the same time, I'm committed to not letting fear control my destiny and want you to have the same freedom. Every time we choose courage over fear, we grow stronger and receive what we desire most in regards to our recovery, our health, love, wealth, and impact in the world. In order to fully let go of your eating disorder and whatever is holding you back in life, you need to learn how to alchemize fear into courage. So let's lock arms and do this work together. Welcome back, my warrior loves. Today, we are going to talk about this idea of the worthiness wound and how it ties into fears of gaining weight and really just can hold you back in your life in so many areas from believing you're worthy of love, uh, of your chosen career, of money, of whatever affection. Just the worthiness wound just is so toxic. And we want to look at how it ties in with our eating disorder recovery journey, body image issues that can can come out and believe around not being worthy uh, to be in your body. And I am really excited to dive into this topic. It really it got brought up because we were in a brainstorming session about what we want to talk about for the upcoming year. And I asked Andrea, what fires her up? And this was Andrea getting really fired up. So I'm very excited for us to have along for this fearless journey. Andrea Wells, my co-host, and she is the host of Recover Strong and is fired up about talking about the worthiness wound and this idea that it can lead us to um, fears of gaining weight and just being our, our full self in recovery and and finding that body image, peace and clarity that we we all would love to have on this journey. So Andrea, welcome for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me and honoring my what's calling to me right now that we could talk about. I know it's really relevant to eating disorders and I know that a fear of gaining weight um, is so common. And like, no matter what your body size is, no matter what types of behaviors you're experiencing, you're, it's, uh, it's a huge fear. And I think it's really important to break down and, and talk about. Yeah. So what is it about? What, how would you define the worthiness wound and where where do you see its connection lie with fears of gaining weight? Yeah, well, I think it's really common for people with eating disorders to feel like they are unworthy or that having a larger body would mean <clears throat> would mean they're unworthy or would mean they're even more unworthy. And I think, you know, we see a lot of people in, in our work in Recovery Warriors share this fear, whether it's in the Courage Club or whether it's in you know emails that we get, one of the biggest things that comes up is I'm so afraid of gaining weight. And uh, I think about that. You know, I'm in a, a pretty strong place with my recovery and I'm continuing to work through body image. Um, and I think about, you know, I felt that way. I, that's that's really the crux of most eating disorders is a fear of gaining weight. And it doesn't, it's not, I'm in a place where I think for me anyway, it was never really so much the body size or having fat on your body or having a larger body that is the problem. It's what society 
makes that mean in society having a larger body is viewed as a less than thing and that can and that's it really just ties into feeling unworthy or being unloved so when i have started to learn to separate the difference between that and realize it's really just a societal thing and actually like the size of my body the amount of you know whether it's body fat tissue muscle skin whatever that's really it's really nothing to do with my worth it's just physical attributes but we live in a society that puts so much on that and i think that's really what a lot of people are talking about when they they're afraid of gaining weight that's what i was afraid of because if you gain weight you won't be loved you won't be accepted you'll be a failure because that's how that's the diet culture that we live in unfortunately so it's like the meaning that gets attached to weight and it's literally like a story, a script in the mind, a story in the mind that if I gain weight, I am wrong by societal standards. Something is off or that I'm not good enough. Therefore, that becomes a major fear or an aversion or something that people are desperately trying to push away and never have happen. And that then all ties in with this idea of worthiness being at your core. Are you are you lovable? Are you good enough? Yeah. So then I've heard you use this word. Absolutely. Uh, internalized fat phobia when we were kind of brainstorming this topic. And I want, I would love for you to kind of talk what, what is internalized fat phobia and how does this actually tie in then to fear of gaining weight and this worthiness wound? Yeah. Well, internalized fat phobia is like, it's something that you can where you're fat phobic about yourself and your own body or just the, the fears, the the feelings that you hold internally, whether it's about yourself or other people. Um, just the idea, fat phobia is just the idea that being fat is wrong or having fat on your body is wrong. And when you internalize that, it's something that you live. It's what feeds the eating disorder. And I, um, I, I see this with a lot of people in recovery. And I think I experienced this with myself as well is like, so you can come in a place with your healing journey and your body image journey and you can, I'm trying to think of how to best articulate this. Like you can recognize that being fat isn't bad. I don't judge anyone because they're fat or because of their body size. Like I see everyone is worthy and I don't, I don't care about their body. Like I love them for who they are. And it's a lot easier to give that to other people, but a lot of people can can recognize that within others, but then they don't give that to themselves. They still within themselves feel like being fat is something they have to avoid or is bad or wrong, even though they're like kinder to other people, which is common, I think, even outside of body image. Like it's easier to be kinder to others and give other people grace that you wouldn't give yourself. So it really is another form of self-kindness as well to tackle that internalized fat phobia. But it's kind of like when it's more internalized with yourself, it's you're holding yourself to that standard. And when you let that go, which is not easy, and it takes time, especially in the world we live in, um, I think about how I, with my experience with an eating disorder, I have experienced, you know, all sides of the spectrum of body sizes and behaviors. Um, and I think about when I was deep in an eating disorder and my body size was half of what it is now, my life sucked my body size really was irrelevant. And now I'm double the size I was then. And my life is so much better. And I sit and I just think about like, when I'm just like, I'm just sitting here and I'm living my life. The amount of fat on my body is fucking irrelevant. It's just, it's just physical. It's really your internal well-being that is, that is everything. And I, and I know there's an argument and sort of the, um, 
the false idea that being fat means you're unhealthy, which is like, okay, I get it. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person, but but what about health? And that's a whole other conversation. And and I'm sure I plan to have experts on the show and we'll, we'll break down the the myths about weight and health in the future on Recover Strong. Um, but that's just something that's like, that's, that's not true. <laughs> and even still, even if it your health is not something that defines your worth either. Mm. So there's a lot there's a lot to break down there. I think I got a little off track with the <laughs> what is internalized fat phobia. No, that was great. I and I think it's awesome to really like dispel the myths around health health at every size and really what health is because I think there has been this script that we've been fed that it it health is thin, like thinness equals health and that can lead to as you were saying when you were at a lower weight you were at the worst you were, probably health-wise, you were experiencing the worst health, mental health, uh, can also be physical health, like lots of issues can come up within the body because it's in a state of malnourishment, which is not healthy for our body to be at for prolonged states of time. But what I'm getting to in this is like, I feel like there's both this mental mindset aspect of it And then there's an emotional component. I think people, as you're saying, like there's Mm. a division with the idea or like this dichotomy or division that happens where, okay, I'll accept your fat because it's not my fat. But when it's my fat, then that is emotionally, I've experienced something that feels like I'm not going to be loved or, you know, survival. I think we often think about when we go into these more emotional fears is that I will be rejected, I will be not wanted, and all those things can start to trigger this part of our brain that really just wants to fit in, belong, and be a part of something. So it's starting to recognize that there's an emotional component that holds on to this like fear and the mindset aspect too comes in because really it is like I always love to do these like flip things on the, the, you know, just flip it around. I think it's, it's helpful. Like just flip it around and, and do a thought experiment on it. And if, if being fat was really like the thing that we were societally indoctrinated to want to have, and that was deemed the best, you were like the most successful, we would have a different relationship with it. I mean, if you think about kings and queens, they were always more heavy set because that meant that they had the resources to have the food. And more wiry bodies were peasants who couldn't afford anything. So all of a sudden, though, this whole thing got switched around. And now it's about people with money are the ones who can pay for the treatments to do all the the things to you know change their weight, change their skin texture and all of that. And that it's just these like different societal conditioning that we've been up raised, like up, up brought up in. And it, yeah. So I find that's helpful just to kind of like think about it. But then, we, but the motion part is where I feel it's people get more hung up because then you're still at this core sense of like, huh, but I want to feel accepted. And I don't think fat means accepted. And that's internalized fat phobia, right? Like, I believe that if I'm fat, I won't be accepted. Phobic literally means from a scientific perspective, when something is phobic, it 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 doesn't mix. Like when like if it's yeah, it it it, re- it rejects it. It has an aversion. It won't it won't mix together. If you have hydrophobia, for example, so the the molecules won't mix. So you feel like I can't mix with that because 
that will be wrong for me. I will be deemed less than. Yeah. Against everything society society says is okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to bring up. Like there's the emotional and there's the logical. And then there's like your internal world and then there's society at large. So I'm, you know, I'm working through my internalized fat phobia. I feel like I've come a long way. There's still some way to go. And I'm going to be open and honest about that because it doesn't go away overnight. And if we're talking about thought experiments, uh, here's a thought experiment. Imagine a world where being fat was okay. Mm. Imagine a world where in your own mind, being fat was okay. Suddenly, what's the eating disorder? What place does that have if you don't need to hurt yourself and do these behaviors and beat yourself up to, to fit this ideal? Suddenly that power is gone. And there's only so much that we can do with society. You know, There's a movement about body positivity and about the truth about health and weight. Like the that's happening. It's going to take time, though. These things don't happen overnight, and it doesn't happen overnight in yourself, but you have more control with yourself. And that's something that I continue to reckon with with my own journey is like I, I'm in a good place with, with body image and fat phobia. There's still more work to do. It took years to build these ideas up. It's taking years to unlearn them. And that's okay. And I, I have to have like a reckoning pretty frequently because I feel I don't feel like my body size defines my worth anymore. I know that. Um, I don't feel that about anyone. I don't feel that about myself. But then you you go out in the world and you can't avoid it. You see a weight loss ad. You hear people talking about like, oh, I'm so fat. I need to lose weight. Like talking about it like it's a problem, like it's everywhere. So you can do all that work within yourself, but you still have to have that constant reckoning with the world around you. And it's not easy. And I'm not saying that it is. Um, so that's a constant thing that I think we have to work with when we are working to overcome fat phobia and, and heal from body image. Um, but I just, all I do is I just take care of myself and what I can in my world and know it's not easy to hear those messages. And sometimes it can feel like you are back to square one and knocked off your feet, but just dust myself off and keep going. Society, like fuck society, okay? <laughs> like fuck the rules. There's so many things like not even with body image, but there's so many societal standards about like, oh, you have to have a partner and get married and have a family or you have to work this perfect job and work your way up and have all this money or own fancy things. Like there's so many societal standards that are just bullshit that are just hurting us and hurting our mental health. And that includes body size, like and appearances. And it's just like, fuck it. it when you really break it down, it's nothing. It says nothing about your worth or happiness. And most of the time when you are striving to get to these beauty ideals or these society societal ideals, you feel like crap. Your life is worse. And for me, with my experience, letting that go, I'm so much happier than I ever was when I was trying to achieve these things that society deems good or actually achieving those things. Like that wasn't the life worth living for me. That's all I know. Yeah. It's like you're grasping, trying to like get this worth that just feels quite out of your reach. So you're always putting something that you need to have or do or be, like be and and that's what's going to determine that you're worthy of it and then it's it's like this illusion that's always just slipping through your fingers just right there like you can't touch it like chasing a butterfly you know it's like keeps moving going faster and yes. you're like come on back butterfly <laughs> like it's like catch me catch me catch me you never get there yeah but you tire yourself out trying yeah totally and then feel it's so funny because then you get even more down on yourself it compounds it because you're like well I couldn't do it so Therefore, that is evidence that I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy. And uh, it is recognizing that there is this like indestructible inherent worth that is innate 
and nothing nothing can can take it away from you nothing can define it nothing can define it i think that's the most important part of it because I mean, i've always heard like your worth worth is like you know it's like nothing defines it we, if we try to think okay i'm worthy but like then you may think well but but i have to have this and this and be like this no actually there's nothing that can define it. Yeah, it's beyond. It's just it's this beyond worthy. It's like there's no definition or any script or condition that could be put on it. Once we do that, we enter into a recipe for suffering because now we put conditions on our worthiness. We put something that defines what makes us worthy. Even if it's being, you know, you're so giving, you're so caring. Well, then that puts this condition that you have to be this way and play this role in your life. And what happens is that means you start becoming a people pleaser and let everybody just suck all the energy out of you because you're so caring and giving when maybe you need some energy, right? So it's like, if that's your condition of worthiness, this is who you are, this is the role, this is a mask that you play. Well, then you're stuck in this stupid drama of, in your life because you're always having to play this role as opposed to just being who you want to be whenever, like, you can change the script. You can. You don't always have to be the same role that you've been in your life just because that's what's worked for you. And many people, usually around the age 38 and getting around 50, uh, I use this astrologically because there are like specific events that get triggered in people's life during these times that are very impactful, is you start to have like an ego dissolution. Hmm. You start to like actually come face to face with the truth and like your whole ego can kind of get fractured at that time. And you recognize that it's all just been this like false mask that you've been holding on to, to try to show some value in the world, like to feel like you have a self-image, to hold up a self-image. And then it all of a sudden you start to come face to face with it. And you're like, if you're introspective, you could just distract your whole life, which society gives us so many ways to just distract Netflix for days, hours, years. You could just Netflix your whole life. You really could. Like there will be enough on Netflix for your whole life could, to yeah. distract. <laughs> never have to see what is inside you. Never have to even touch your unworthiness wound. Even come close to understanding what it's trying to communicate to you, which is ultimately that it wants to be, it wants to be expressed. It wants to be, it wants to be loved. It wants to be seen. It wants to be like held in your own compassionate presence. But you could just forever hate your body and forever distance yourself from that and never get to that true reconciliation and deeper healing work that just is so profound and so beautiful. Yeah. Just imagine, imagine a life where it's okay to gain weight. It's okay to have a changing body and you're already worthy. No ifs, ands, buts, whys. We just are like, it changes everything mm -hmm. and it's there. That is the case, but you may not see it, but you can, you can find that. Hmm. I love how you, yeah, I did that thought experience. Just like imagine if it was okay to gain weight. Imagine if there was a world where it was, what do you say, completely accepted. Like if it's, there's no difference, there's no moral judgment on it. It's literally just uh, what is. The, you're either one size or this size. There's no, there's no mar like measuring stick, yardstick. Like it just is. <laughs> and then what would you do? Yeah. I love how you said too, how they, like the eating disorder would have no, nothing to really grasp and put its claws into anymore because there's no more trying to control and restrict and like manipulate and yeah make up for it's got nothing left to fight for yeah <laughs> there's no compensation that needs to happen it's it's just allowing whatever is to be to be yeah absolutely and then the worthiness wound you know i i think that it's so helpful when we start to look at what are the things that we believe that make us worthy and this is a first step to kind of understand what are things that you 
that you really hold on to as part of your identity. You know, your ego mind holds on to this as an important aspect of who you are, what, you know, what you what you are known for or what people rely on you for, just like whatever you feel that you have to live up to. And for many, that could be a certain body size or a certain role that you play and start to notice how your worth gets attached to that. I know a lot of moms can feel if they have harder times raising their kids, that their worthiness can come into question whether they're being a good enough mom, if they have to work as well. Like, it just doesn't end, like you're saying, Andrea. Like, it literally doesn't end all the conditions we can try to put on ourselves to believe that we're not worthy when we can start to just strip those away and recognize that there's nothing that needs to to be done or uh, achieved in order to experience just simple human worthiness. Yep. We're fed so many lies by society. Like, I'm going to keep swearing. It's bullshit. (laughs) It's bullshit. Fuck society. (laughs) I'm over it. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like I have shared, I've shared in the past, you know, the experience I've had with, um, like a really intense mental health breakdown, being hospitalized for being suicidal, um, nearly losing my life. And I, in a way, it was terrible. And I I hold the good with the bad. It was terrible. And in a way, I, in hindsight, I feel really lucky because it really, it puts so much thing, so much in perspective, like with this stuff about society and the stuff that I was fighting for and striving for and realizing like it really doesn't fucking matter. It's just... I, I don't care about <laughs> so many of these things that I used to care so much about these societal standards, whether it's body or, you know, perfectionism over achieving stuff. Like I just don't care anymore because that's not, it's not good for me and it's not good for society anyway to have a, you know, a healthy, an unhealthy, a mentally unhealthy person struggling. Like what good does that do for the world? Nothing. The, the best thing I can do for the world is to be the best to myself and then everything kind of ripples out from there. And it's not because I have to be good to the world. I like I like being good to the world. I like being good to myself. And that's kind of something that I value. But you don't owe the world anything. You just just take care of yourself. And I feel like I feel grateful in a way for it was a it was a hellish experience, but it really did so many things changed after that because I it just it changed my trajectory on what my priorities are and what I care about. And I realized like so much of this stuff is just irrelevant pressure that we put on ourselves that ultimately doesn't mm. matter. Yeah. It sounds like you had that ego crack a little earlier. <laughs> in your, which I know. Good. I was going to say, I was like, I think that happened to me younger. Yeah. At 28. <laughs> were you 28? 28, 28, 27 through 30. I was like 30. Yeah. If you want to look at your biography of your life, 27 through 30 are going to be a, a major chapter forming. Um, 37 through 40 is also, or like 30s, yeah, depending on your chart, 37 to 40. Oh, so I have more to look forward to. Cool. Oh, yeah. It never ends. <laughs> it never ends. But the more, awesome. <laughs> but the, more <laughs> the more enlightened you can become and the more you can actually start to recognize that worth is inherent, the way easier life gets because you're no yeah. longer like always feeling like you have to compensate. Essentially, it's a huge, massive compensation. And I dive so deep into this work, guys. If you're following this or want to go like deep, deep cleanser on this, like in the Mindset Makeover, which is a five-day program that I did. It's a recovery reset. I go so into the unconscious mind, which is where our worthiness wound lies. It's relegated to our shadow, which lives in our unconscious. Our unconscious is responsible for 95% of our behaviors. No, that was not a – that was exactly what I meant to say, 95%. Mm -hmm. 
scientists have shown is the unconscious is in control, essentially, of your whole reality. And here we have 5% conscious ego mind that thinks it knows what's up and it's going to call the shots. And that's not the case. And so if you really want to make peace with your what's inside the unconscious, inside this worthiness wound, the shadow that lies there that really causes so much disruption, so much suffering in one's life because they feel that they are, are you know, really at the, at, at the realm or the... The, the patterning, how, how would I say it, the, the control of societal measures, but all, often like at your own, the, your own self, you feel like you're fighting against your own self. And so if you want to start to find more wholeness and peace and clarity and understanding of why you get stuck in patterns or why you feel so strongly that you're unworthy and how it controls your behaviors, your actions, how you show up in the world, then the mindset makeover is really a amazing process to go through. And so if you want to get hooked up with that, go to recoverywarriors.com slash mindset. And there is some talk to there about, about society and really looking at uh, not conforming to these societal body standards as well. So you can get more information and just not even just information because like information's everywhere. Like this is like deep wisdom. This is coming from very like life experiences that can can truly help guide you and also just help you feel uh, like entertained as well. I find that the mindset makeover has a lot of uh, mm-hmm. visuals and and things for you to really hold on to which are teaching methods that you can turn to because you now have these visuals, you have these instructed manuals of the mind that can help you see things from a new perspective. And so uh, recoverywarriors.com slash mindset if you want to dive deeper into that work. And yeah, so anything you want to say, Andrea, about that you feel it is left unsaid around the worthiness wound and internalized fat phobia and how this like idea of fear of gaining weight. You could just say fuck society again for like seven times just for good measure. Oh, I'll say it. Yeah, fuck society. <laughs> you can, like fuck society. Fuck society. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, oh. I'm not a beatboxer. I, 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 we have a little lag. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're having lag. We're having lag. With bad. I'll rap. remix it later. <laughs> Society says I'm, I don't care if I look like yeah. a duck. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't care if I look like a duck. Like I don't care if I look like a duck. Like yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to rap. That would I'm be trying cool. to rap. Fuck. <laughs> Suck duck. Oh, run a muck. We could like we could rip with this. Run a muck. If I listen to society, okay. everything runs a Next podcast is just freestyling for 30 minutes. <laughs> okay. Don't tempt me. Do not. <laughs> do not. <laughs> dare me. Dare me. Dare me. Dare me. Don't. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. No. <laughs> but yeah, my final thought, one more fuck society and just know that you can you can gain weight and have a good life. Your body size is irrelevant really to the quality of your life and keep going try the mindset makeover. You can do this. You can, like I mentioned earlier, it takes a lifetime of being conditioned to feel like your worth is tied into your body size Mm. or what society wants. And it takes, it takes time to unlearn. Mm. It does. So don't expect it to happen overnight. Keep taking the little steps, keep opening your mind, do some thought experiments, just consider things and and see where that leads you. Mm. I love that. You know what I want to end with here is that I, have always heard when people talk about weight gain that 
even though they may be in a great partnership, they're like, my partner wouldn't leave me, but yet they still feel like their partner wants them to be a certain body size because that's in their own mind. That's what they think, right? That's their own story that they're attaching to it. And I'm speaking now from you know a lot of women that I've helped over the years. So this isn't my own personal story, but this is stories upon stories upon stories upon stories where I'm like, okay, I see the pattern here. I've never seen anybody where they believe, well, I've seen them where they have this belief that if they gain weight, that they're going to lose some love in their life, right? And if we are in this, I go into this in, in depth, in depth inside of the mindset makeover, is that when we believe that we're going to lose any type of love and belonging, that really activates our fear-based, like our nervous system, our fear-based threat response system. And we really try to push that away. So that if that means weight gain means any loss of love, then I will try so hard not to gain weight because I believe that's loss of love, which impacts my survival because I believe that I need to have this love and belonging. So what I've found is that people will have this initial resistance to it and, and they don't want to do it. They don't want to complete it to know where it's going to go because you really don't know where it's going to go. Like, But just, just they don't want to go anywhere near what they, they're scared of. Yet, because I think there's this underlying fear of a loss of love, a loss of acceptance it's through society eyes, but I also feel like it's even closer through the people closest to you people who could judge you, friends, family, loved ones. And then what I've seen is nobody, I've not seen anybody who has not come out the other side of allowing their body to just do whatever the hell it wants, whatever your body wants to do, like get there, it takes a few years of like adjustment and just your body learning what it really wants to be at this set point, you know, this set point that so many dietitians and people in the eating disorder field talk about, which is a reality that your body does just have this place that it likes to settle into and you don't have to maintain it. it it's pretty effortless and it just is is what your body's biologically programmed designed to, to live at and be at, uh, not trying to force it. And if you let your body go to its set point and accept how Andrea said, whatever that is, like accept that no matter what, like that's being okay. If that means you're in a larger body, that means you're in a larger body because that means, hey, your body actually wanted to be in a larger body. Stop trying to tell it what it didn't want to be. <laughs> like it wanted to be in a larger body. This whole time you're trying to tell it's not supposed to be in a larger yeah. body. But your body actually wants to be in a larger body because that's what it is biologically programmed, designed to be. You don't even know though what your body wants to be in until you actually just allow it to do its, to run its course. But I've never seen anybody who went through that process of embracing uncertainty and just allowing their body to do what it needs to do when they eat adequately and regularly. I've never, ever seen anybody have a loss of love in their life. I have only seen, I've only seen more love in their life, more love. And it just blows my mind. Like you, well, that's you. Like you're an example of this. Like you and Charles, like you're in love. You have this like great husband, like in you probably when you're at the height of your eating disorder, controlling like beyond measure and getting that weight and in shape and all that, probably had no time to date because you, you didn't even feel like you were worthy enough to have a, like whatever. Like you probably weren't in a good state of mind absolutely. to be in an intimate relationship. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. So nobody, the yeah. whole fear. Yeah. The, my, my life is better now. I, and I have more love. I have more love. And if you... Like this, I think this is a big if. I think there's an exception to every rule. There are people out there like who, are like I don't want to date someone who's fat or in a bigger body, and like fuck them. That does exist. <laughs> I don't think that's the norm. Yeah, and it's like, why would you want to be with someone like that anyway? And that really says everything about them and nothing about you. Yeah. So if you are one of those people who encounters that exception, and that is scary, there are people who feel like that. But 
those people you really want their respect anyway. I don't respect people who look at things that way. No, no, that's that's a total like that's actually a great litmus test that I don't want to be with this person. You know, people can be afraid of coming yeah. out of their eating, like talking about their eating disorder with someone. I remember when I was uh, dating somebody and I came about out about my eating disorder to him. He broke up with me on the spot and said he only attracts crazy women because the women before him took Prozac, you know, and like, oh my literally, God. I'm like, okay, like worst fear just came true. <gasps> and then I look back and, and like, I am so happy I never ended up with that guy at all. Like I'm, yeah, Scott, <laughs> I don't care about you. <laughs> like, like, and he like, he's always like, up. that's what we call, um, that's what we call the trash taking itself out, which is real nice. Thanks for that. Exactly. <laughs> and when he always like comes back into my DMs, like, you know, decades later and I was like, hello. And it's like, oh. no, you know, like you missed the boat. Uh, but yeah, the trash took itself out. And <laughs> But I, I say this from like a place of like, I really like the guy, like I, I don't have any ill wishes towards him because I, I, I was actually grateful for that experience because it taught me what was the most important thing was me being true to my own self and sharing something that was hard for me that I was going through to have it met with that type of rejection was not ideal. At the same time, I, I learned that an important part of the process is being open, is taking that shame that was so buried and talking about it. And it didn't work out according to plan, but the plan really wasn't for him ever to be staying in my life. So I just want to say, if you ever fear losing somebody because you're going to open up about something or you're going to possibly recover into a larger body, like that literally is not the person for you. Like that's not the person for you at all. So stop, you know, resisting what is for you and, and accept what could possibly arise from it. And like I said, I've never seen anybody go through this process who doesn't come out with more love and ultimately more love for yourself too. So if you have more self-love, you attract in better loving partnerships. You attract in better loving connections because the the anchor point is within this, like your own love is there. It's not needing, it's not this compensatory love where you feel like, other people are, are going to balance out who you are and what you know what you're worthy of. It's a natural, free flowing expression of love, which can happen at any body size. So I just really want to like impress that point because I I've, it really has blown my mind when I start to think about it. Like the biggest fear, the people's biggest fear, when they go through the process, does not happen, and they actually get more of what they thought they were going to lose. So what they thought they were going to lose, they get more of. That's a pretty awesome reason to embrace your weight gain fears and allow your body to get to its set point and see what it has to do and what it wants to do, not has, what it wants to do and honor that process. Ugh. Now I'm getting fired up, Andrea. That's beautiful. You can- a bigger body can be a, a bigger life. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> well, and, and I think you're a great testament to that too. Like I, I've seen it just so many times, but once again. Bigger body does not mean yeah, a uh, smaller life. It actually can mean uh, a fuller yeah. life. And I, and I will say I had one listener, uh, shout out Alex. She wrote me and she's like, how do you accept living in a larger body? I think that was the exact wording. Something like, how do you accept your body getting bigger? And I was just in a very curious place with it and just you know, introspective. I, I just answered with like a very simple question uh, out of uh, wonder, you know, um, how do you accept a fuller life? Because I think at the end of the day, oh. like, <laughs> how do you accept a fuller life? How do you expect a? How do you ex, ex, you know? How do you accept a more fulfilling and fuller life? 
And uh, yeah. I think that's reason enough. That's good. I'm going to remember that one. Yeah. Oh, well, I enjoyed this conversation. Hopefully you guys did not have young children around too. <laughs> or maybe it's cool to have young children around. They'll just be yelling like, fuck society in kindergarten. <laughs> oh that would be like my kid. It'd be like, fuck my society. I'd be like, yeah, babe, you're my kid. Same. <laughs> That's like a little shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we have to, we have to really... Call, call these things out and sometimes see them for what they are. And there is a whole big capitalistic machine that just thrives on us feeling like we're unworthy. And uh, yeah, so we, we yeah. want to be aware of that and not let it steal away our joy and steal away our, our precious life and, and what that could, you know, ultimately be. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I can't say the F word after amen. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Lots of love to you, warriors. Have a good one. And if you want support to cultivate the courage to face your own fears in recovery, head over to www.jointhecourageclub.com to get on the waitlist for The Courage Club. The Courage Club is a personalized support system and a supportive community to uplift you every step of the way. Picture yourself surrounded by a community of resilient warriors who genuinely care about your progress and will celebrate every victory, no matter how small, and are walking on a similar path to full eating disorder recovery. Inside, we are tackling struggles with food, body image concerns, and negative thought patterns. Head over to www.jointhecourageclub.com and embrace the journey towards a healthier and happier you. Thank you for tuning in today. And remember that fear doesn't have to hold you back. You can live with greater courage and take back your precious power.